Welcome to The Authority of Love. I'm Greg Williams, and I thank you for joining me on this broadcast. I hope that you were with us yesterday for a very powerful, but certainly difficult teaching from Oswald Chambers' My Utmost for His Highest out of Romans chapter 6. Our modern day teachings in many churches are very much in line with and producing what Bonhoeffer called a cheap grace that led to most of the churches in Germany, over three-fourths of them by most accounts, simply allowing the evil of Hitler and Nazism to pervade the entire culture and lead to World War II and the death of millions, in particular over six million Jews. The church is called to be salt and light in the world, which literally means to positively influence our culture with the truth of God's word. This is not just a simple gospel message preached in churches, which many have cowered behind to avoid the difficult issues in our day and not offend anyone. This is the teaching and application of the entirety of God's holy word to equip believers to be able to give an answer to all who ask, 1 Peter 3.15, and to stand firm in God's armor, Ephesians 6, in any and every situation. Now, if you missed yesterday's or any others, you can find them and many more at loveandlordship.com. That's our website, love and, A-N-D in the middle, loveandlordship.com. Check that out. You can find videos, podcasts, articles to read, these and many more, and uh, appreciate any feedback that you have on that. Also, if you would share it with others, you can contact me with feedback or questions or comments, agree or disagree, at love and lordship, again, A-N-D, love and lordship, all together, at gmail.com, love and lordship at gmail.com. With regard to that call of equipping the saints for ministry and enabling them to stand in God's truth and the full armor against all of the enemy and the world, the culture that they bring against Christ and his word, we have fallen woefully short. Yesterday, we talked about dying or crucifying our natural lives and flesh to sin and the world, just as Christ had to crucify and die his flesh, give up his flesh in order to save us from sin. We still have a choice, which is why we have to make a clear moral decision to die to sin and live for him. That was yesterday's message. In today's episode, we're going to look at the other side of that life. If we truly are dying to and have died to sin, self, and flesh, so that we can live this new life that we've been given in Christ, what does that look like? What does it mean to put on Christ and live in the power of his resurrection? His death, burial, and resurrection have given us all we need as a free gift but in order to live it out, we must participate by grace through faith as we take on this new life. And as Chambers calls it in today's message, we exchange our old sinful fleshly morality for Christ's new divine morality. Or I'm sorry, moral divinity. Okay, moral divinity. Again, if you're following along in the book, my Utmost for His Highest, or at myutmost.org online. You can find this on April the 11th. Chambers backs us up in the Romans 6 text from yesterday's message, where verse 6 called us to crucify the old person and our slavery to sin. And we must do this through willful and obedient choices 
out of love for Christ. Today, backing up, as I said, one verse, we look at verse 5, which gives us every reason to die to the old man or woman, showing us what we become in Christ and this new life that he gives us in his resurrection as we believe in him. God is not asking us to die to self and sin and be left with nothing. He's providing us with everything, giving us every reason to do so because of what he has promised in Christ's victory over sin, death, and hell. Follow along with me here in Romans 6, 5, preceding yesterday's key text, assuring us of the greatest promise and gift ever given, if we will choose to receive it and live it out. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Again, that's Romans 6, 5. You see what Paul, guided by the Holy Spirit, is doing here in these verses? He's contrasting the life of the flesh and sin and death with that of life and spirit, Holy Spirit, as we learned yesterday. We become a slave or servant to those choices and the master of those related moralities. Yesterday we talked about co-crucifixion in that we, just as Christ died, must crucify or die to sin in the old nature in order to take on and live out that new nature in Christ and the Holy Spirit. Today, Chambers, as I mentioned earlier, backs up a verse to show us what we have in Christ as we accept his forgiveness, his freedom, and life. After his resurrection, which made the way for him to forgive our sins and sin, he had to come back to life as the first fruits of those who are resurrected from death to life. So just as we must participate in the co-crucifixion, we are also given the tremendous privilege of participating in what Chambers calls in today's uh, uh, message, co-resurrection. He says this, the proof that I have been through crucifixion with Jesus is that I have a decided likeness to him. We've talked about this before, made in his image. If we are still choosing to live in and be slaves to the sin, even in secret, this is what is still controlling our lives and we are not being conformed into his image. Let me ask you a quick question. Your secret sin, would Christ participate in it? Because that's who you have in you now. But if you're giving in to the flesh and the sin and not dying to it, then you're still a slave to it. And being conformed to his image, Christ in us, is the ultimate goal for God in saving us. Chambers continues, The incoming of the Spirit of Jesus into me readjusts my personal life to God. The resurrection of Jesus has given him authority to impart the life of God to me, my experimental life, the actual living out of my life. And it must be constructed on the basis of his life. I can have the resurrection life of Jesus now, and it will show itself in holiness. This is my comment now. This is real faith, James 2.26, that must be evident in me if I'm truly saved. Faith without works is dead. Remember, this is not about my perfection, but about his perfection imparted to or placed within me. And by grace through faith, I mature toward that perfection as I am more and more from glory to glory conformed to his image. 
Back to the devotional. The idea all through the Apostle Paul's writings is that after the moral decision to be identified with Jesus and his death has been made, the resurrection life of Jesus invades every bit of my human nature. It takes omnipotence to live the life of the Son of God in mortal flesh. The Holy Spirit cannot be located as a guest in a house. He invades everything. As we say in our book, The Authority of Love, Second Edition, Christ is either Lord of all or not Lord at all. But once I decide that my old man or woman, i.e. the heredity of sin, should be identified with the death of Jesus, co-crucifixion from yesterday's message, right? Then the Holy Spirit invades me. I'm given that gift, but I have to make room as an infant. I have to grow in that, making more and more room for him, dying to sin, getting rid of the old man, the flesh. He takes charge of everything. My part is to walk in the light, the truth, and to obey all that he reveals in love. When I've made the moral decision about sin, it is easy to reckon actually in reality, to confirm that I'm actually dead to sin. I don't give into it anymore. Doesn't mean it's not there. Doesn't mean I may not stumble now and then, but I don't willfully know that there's a sin and continue to give into it because I find the life of Jesus there all the time. And that is what I go to by faith. That's what I rely on. Just as there is only one stamp of humanity, the flesh and sin, so there is only one stamp of holiness, the holiness of Jesus, and it is His holiness that is gifted to me, the gift of the Holy Spirit. God puts the holiness of His Son by the Holy Spirit into you and me as believers, true believers, and I belong to a new order spiritually. Here's some food for thought to close out today's episode. The simple question that must be asked and answered in every life according to God's word is this, which life are you living for? Which life are you a slave to? Salvation freely gives you all you need to be a slave to Christ in righteousness and dead to sin. If you are still willfully serving sin and the flesh, then your faith must be questioned, and I pray you truly learn to die to self, co-crucifixion, and live for him, co-resurrection. Here's our love in action. Number one, spend time with God in his word, prayer, and listening every day. Check out the text, the scriptures in this message to start for starters. Number two, as you do so, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. He will do it if you'll stick with it, I promise you. Number three, what is the evidence or fruit in your life that you have been given new life or co-resurrected with Christ? And then number four, what, if any, are the areas of your life that are keeping you from dying to sin and living for him? Tomorrow, you can join me and co-host Adia Wushner for Wednesdays for Women and continued updates and calls to action regarding this year's Kentucky General Assembly, the laws, the bills, the legislation that they're working on, the good, the bad, and the ugly, okay? There's lots of good things happening and some things we need to stand against. Remember, we're called to be salt and light. We apply God's truth to all areas of life. So join us and invite your family, friends, and loved ones, and even your enemies if you get the chance to join us so they can hear more of this gospel about what it means to know Christ as Savior and to walk with Him as Lord. 
and as his disciples. Again, you can check out our website for more, loveandlordship.com. That's love, A-N-D, lordship, all spelled out together, dot com. And you'll find, as I said earlier, you can find all the videos, these and many more teachings and sharings. You'll find podcasts and audios. You'll find articles. I'd love to know what you think about it. So connect with me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. Love and, again, same thing, love and lordship all together, A-N-D in the middle, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Again, if if you feel uh, compelled to or you feel like the Holy Spirit is prompting you to partner with us, click on that Give tab near the upper right and join us and partner with us to help us reach more and more with this kingdom message. You can do it there digitally there on the, on the website at the Give tab. Um, and we appreciate it. Every donation is fully tax deductible, and we thank you so much for that. You can give uh, mobile apps, cash.app, cash.app forward slash dollar sign love and lordship all together and both L's capitalized, or you can give through mail. Love and Lordship, send it to 324 Timothy Drive, Nicholasville, Kentucky, 40356. That's Love and Lordship. Make the checkout to Love and Lordship. Send it to 324 Timothy, T-I-M-O-T-H-Y, as in the name, the person, Timothy in Bible, Timothy Drive, Nicholasville, Kentucky, 40356. And if it's not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you where he would have you partner and give to, and then be faithful and obedient to do it out of love for him. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day in the love and lordship of Jesus Christ. Stay tuned at 1245 for Greg Horn and Hope is Here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.